guys, welcome to Break Up Like a Boss. I really hope you are enjoying the podcast. I want to thank our sponsors for this episode. They actually have worked with me very closely in so many of my projects. They're super professional and they can really bring your ideas to the next level in creativity. ALT Media, you can contact them at 786-879-4702. Again, this episode where we're going to be discussing how to make friends and influence people is brought to you thanks to our sponsors, ALT Media, the production company that does most of my work for real estate as much as uh, my creative work. They offer a variety of services, including uh, what we're doing right now, the podcast. And I really hope you enjoyed this episode where we talk about the book about how to influence uh, people and make friends from Dale Carnegie. This book has sold over 31 million copies since it was first published in the 1930s. Stay tuned for the next segment and hope you enjoy to break through like a boss. Hello guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Break Up Like a Boss, the podcast where we are going to help you break through like a boss. And remember, this is not a podcast where we talk just about breakups with relationships, but we also talk about breakups about your own self, breakups with your own bullshit, toxic behavior, unhealthy habits. This is the perfect spot where you're going to hear stories that are going to inspire you to come back from the ashes and rebuild yourself stronger and ever than and better than ever, right? Today, we are going to be discussing one of my favorite books of all time. And if you have not read it yet, I highly recommend it. It is a classic that should be actually uh, included in the reading list of schools, in my opinion, because the sooner you learn these tips, the better your life will go. And me personally, um, I use it a lot and I have read it multiple times. So this is by Dale Carnegie and it's how to influence um, people and make friends, right? Because we all want to be loved, we all want to be heard, and most importantly, how to influence people is a very um, fruitful skill because it's the gift that keeps on giving, in my opinion, you know, to, like they say, your uh, net worth is your network. And in order for you to, um, you know, influence this network you have to be um, able to understand what's happening in their head and you have to be able to be liked by them right so I'm here to read you a little bit uh, of a summary of the book and what it kind of teaches you and then we're going to expand on that okay so six ways to make people like you become generally interested in other people and by that I mean generally like when you are talking to somebody or when you're going to an interview or when you're doing some um you know uh, research for something really get to know your audience I always tell people you know it doesn't matter how good your content is or the information you're trying to provide if nobody wants to listen to it if you cannot get through to people then what is the point of having the most amazing info and content right and in order for you to do that I think that you really need to ask the right questions like I said before and uh, generally be interested in one what the other person likes you know the only way to make quality lasting friendships is to learn to be genuinely interested in them 
and their interests. For example, you know, how many of your friends have hobbies, aspirations, and dreams that you don't even know about? I think it's very important for you to ask, especially in a networking environment or in a business environment, it's very important for you to find out what your audience likes, what they do, what are their hobbies, their dreams, their aspiration. Number two, smile. This one um, has been something that has transformed my life. I even use it when I make phone calls um, at a, a personal and business level. And I think it's so important to always carry a smile on your face because no matter what, carrying a smile or laughing out loud is going to make you feel better. And when you feel better, you can actually show people that and bring that to the table and people like happy people people like people they like them right so a smile is something super huge no matter where you are no matter who you're talking to and like i said i even use it to talk on the phone um this is something that really brings the brightness and the lightness in you and people can feel that people want to be around people that make them feel good right and happiness does not depend on the outside circumstances but rather in the inward attitudes that we have, right? Smiles are free to give and have an amazing ability to make others feel wonderful. So why wouldn't you walk around 24-7 with a big smile on your face, right? And smile everything you do. And I want to take it one step farther, actually, because I think laughing is also a great exercise. When you are in a bad mood, upset or depressed, start laughing out loud like in a huge way and you're going to see how your mood improves and how the problem that you were thinking about before completely erases from your mind because that laugh the action that your body is taking it's sending um you know signals to your brain to actually improve your mood so how amazing is that right and laughing and smiling is for free for those of you that know me uh, this is why I love laughing and smiling so much, okay? <laughs> Number three, remember that a person's name is to that person the sweetest and most important sound in any language. Guys, this is something that I'm really trying to work on lately and I have seen some amazing results just from like the exercises that I've done in the past few weeks and I cannot express enough how important it is to remember people's names. Um... I think a lot of the very uh, successful business stories in this world have been written by people or have been uh, experienced by people that really understand the power of this concept. Um, this is something that is on top of my list to do um, because I really need improvement. And I highly suggest you to start looking into that as well because it does make a huge change in your relationships and you're going to notice it right away. The average person, for example, is more interested in their own name than in all the other names in the world put together. And to put this to the test, have you ever wondered how come parks, museums, and schools get the names or their, of their sponsors or benefactors? Don't you find it amazing and interesting that this is like the highest honor that someone can carry around being immortalized and leaving a legacy with their name on it? A museum, a park, a charity, whatever it is, people really love to use their names into immortality, right? So just to give you an idea of how important it is for you to remember people's names, and this is one of the main things that people really love to hear. So it's something that has to be on top of your list if you want to become better at influencing people and making friends, right? People love their names so much 
that they will often donate large amounts of money just to have buildings named after themselves. And we can make people feel extremely valued and important by remembering their names. I want you to keep this in mind because it's something, like I said, that you're going to notice an improvement and change right away as soon as you start applying it to yourself. Number four, be a good listener. Encourage others to talk about themselves. Um, I think I talked about this before. The power of listening is um, undeniable. And I think it's something that needs to be practiced and keep remembering to yourself every single time. You have two ears and one mouth for a reason. You should be listening to people double as much as what you are talking to them. You have no idea how much this has helped me in my own personal life because I happen to be um, very interested in listening to people and I love talking also but I'm more interested in listening to uh, other humans and this has helped me a lot throughout throughout my life in a personal note and in a business level and I think it's something that a lot of other people have issues with because it's me 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 number one two three and I think it's very important that you understand the power of listening and I mean really listening not being in front of the person and just pretending to listen right the easiest way to become a good conversationalist is to become a good listener for those of you that have done networking events or seminars you understand that this is a fact right to be a good listener we must actually care about what people have to say let's highlight this you have to actually care right and you have to actually listen paying attention many times people don't want an entertaining conversation partner they just want someone who will listen to them this is so powerful and important and it's also so true you know it's something that you should start applying to your life um, every day and as much as possible because I can tell you this is probably the core of this and the strength in your relationships if you become a good listener I promise you your relationships and your friendships are going to improve and you're going to get to know your audience and your target better and this way you can deliver a message better and this way you can influence people better right so it's kind of like the uh, baseline for you to start at right number five talk in terms of the other person's interest so if you are a good listener you are understanding what the other person likes and dislikes um you should also talk in terms of what that person uh, finds valuable, you know, because if you talk about what they like, you bring value to the table by that, right? The royal road to a person's heart is to talk about the things he or she treasures the most. If we talk to people about what they are interested in, they will feel value and value is in return, right? Um, for example, do you have friends that have children and that's all they can talk about? And they love you if you actually are interested in their children, uh, their children's lives and information as much as they are, right? It's a very um, simple example to for you to understand how important it is that you are interested um, in the other person's interest as well, right? Number six make the other person feel important and do it sincerely this is a huge one because we all want to have me we are all want to have meaning into our life we all do we all want to bring value we want to feel important we all want to feel needed important that we bring something to the table and that we are unique right and this is in our core um our core wiring system of our brains and this is something that we all share all around no matter what culture no matter what age group no matter what social status we all want to feel number one 
and feeling important is very important to us, right? The golden rule is to treat other people who we would like to be, like the same way we would like to be treated. But I want to take it up a notch and I actually like to treat people um, in a better way that I would actually be treated, you know, because if you, if you want to be treated in a way that they don't want to be treated, you need to understand how they want to be treated at a higher level we love to feel important and so that's everyone else like i said across cultures age groups and um social status right people will talk to us for hours if we allow them to talk about themselves if we can make people feel important in a sincere and appreciative way then that will make that will make us win their friendship right and I want to talk about how sincere you have to be because flattery, it sometimes can come off as fake. You need to replace that flattery for actually appreciation, like appreciation of the things that you feel that they bring to the table because they are going to understand that you feel in your heart that they are doing something for you and they have value, they bring value to your life. I think that is one of the um, most important characteristics of this. Um six steps for people to like you i think people like people that they like them and um to put this to the test you know like have you ever dated somebody just because they are so um after you and they call you and they invite you out and they do nice things for you have you ever dated someone like this then maybe you were not convinced but they convince you making you feel like the king of the queen of the world hmm I wonder if this is true, right? So we're going to uh, talk a little bit more in the next couple of segments about um, the book. And I'm going to discuss also um, 12 things of how to uh, win people in the way you're thinking. This is going to be very useful for when you are negotiating deals or when you want to make others do what you want, right? And then um, also I'm going to talk about the fundamental values that you should be applying before and after you read the book. Um, for example, I'm going to give you like a little summary before we go. Don't criticize, condemn, or complain. Number two, give honest and sincere appreciation. And number three, arouse in the other person an eager want. These are fundamental techniques on how to handle people. And we are going to develop a little bit more on this on the next segment. I hope you are enjoying the podcast so far. Stay tuned. Hello, guys. Thank you for tuning in again to the new segment. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to influence people and making friends, right? Um, I left you in the last segment with the three fundamental techniques of how to handle people. And these are three golden rules that you should apply always in your personal life as much as your business life, right? Number one, don't criticize, condemn, or complain. Human nature does not like to admit fault. When people are criticized or humiliated, they rarely respond well and will often become defensive and resent their critic. To handle people well, we must never criticize, condemn, or complain because it will never result in the behavior we desire. If you are trying to make someone uh, not do something, then definitely criticize it. But if you're trying to get someone to do something for you, this is not the right path. In the end, all you get is a wall the other person will close off and you will never get to um, 
acquire what you're looking from this um, relationship, right? So number one golden rule is don't criticize, do not criticize. And a lot of people have a problem with this because they think their criticism is so constructive and everybody's really dying to hear it. But reality check, guys, knock, knock, knock. No criticize, condemn, or complain because nobody cares about that, right? <laughs> uh, number two, give honest and sincere appreciation. Appreciation is one of the most powerful tools in the world. People will rarely work at the maximum potential under criticism, but honest appreciation brings out their best. Appreciation, though it's not a simple, it's not simple flattery. It must be sincere, meaningful, and with love. Guys, let's repeat this one more time. Appreciation is not flattering, right? And it was meet sincere, meaningful, and with love. And I want to add that it has to come from your heart because people feel um, your energy. And it's very important that you're very honest about it. And it's very important that it is true that you appreciate what the other person is doing. This should come from your heart because your energy can be felt by the other person and if it's not sincere this flattery is only going to make the other person distrust you and for sure you're not going to be able to have a powerful and meaningful relationship with uh, that person right so give an honest and sincere appreciation instead of criticizing is going to get you a lot more cold right so rule number three arousing the other person an eager want to get what we want from another person we must forget our own perspective and being to see things from the point of view of others when we can combine our desires with their wants they become eager to work with us and we can mutually achieve our objectives this is something that i'm really trying to uh, work on and i have seen results right away um this third point i think is very valuable because this is how you arouse the other person um for an eager want right so to get what we want for other person for the other person we must forget our own perspective and be and seeing things from the point of view of others this is something super magical for many different aspects in your life because you um have to always put yourself in the other person's um shoes you don't know what day they had um where that want and need comes from and it's your job to really understand um all of that in order for you to really complement each other and achieve your objectives together right so to get um to get what we want from another person you have to forget about what you want you have to forget about what you think it's right to do or what you think the other person wants and really listen to the other person and know um what they really want and need you know and in order to do that you need to apply the steps that we talked about when um i said you know you need to listen and pay attention and generally gen gen generally <laughs> um talk in terms of the other person i think these golden rules will change your life and this book has been around for a really long time for a reason and i think um, we're going to stand a little bit more on that in the following segments but first Um, I really find it clever that uh, the book lists this 12 concise and solid things that it will do for you. Um, and if you're not read the book yet, I highly, highly recommend it, right? So this book is going to get you out of your mental rut, give you new thoughts, new vision, new ambitions, right? I think it's very important that we continue to improve and grow. And like I said before, the only constant in life is change. And you should really... Um, have 
new topics and new ideas and new ambitions and visions that spark joy in your heart and they are going to really push you and bring you passion to achieve greatness, right? To live that boss life that you desire, to break through and to come back stronger and better than ever, right? Number two, this book is going to enable you to make friends quickly and easily. I know a lot of us have issues socializing sometimes, especially when we travel or when we are in a new environment or when we don't know uh, who we're dealing with. Uh, I think this really helps you to um, make friends quickly because, you know, nobody likes to be lonely. Nobody likes to be alone. We are creatures of uh, we're social creatures and we are creatures uh, that really like to stay connected and network. And I think this book is going to help you do just that in the same note number three it says increase your popularity remember popularity goes hand to hand with influencing right if you are a, a popular person then people like you and if people like you they're going to listen to you more and they're going to pay attention to what you do and perhaps they're going to copy you or do what you want right so it kind of goes hand to hand with um the friendship part and um we're gonna move to number four now <laughs> This book is going to help you win people to your way of thinking. So what I was saying goes hand to hand with the popularity thing and the influencing thing. It's um, if you can win people your way of thinking, you're going to be able to negotiate business deals better. You're going to be able to talk to your spouse better, to your children better. You're just going to be able to get your points across. And I think I've made this reference before. It doesn't matter what you want to say. If the other person doesn't want to listen to you or they're not open to your ideas, then guess what? Your fabulous ideas never get transferred <laughs> effectively. So make sure that uh, you understand this concept because it's very important to get people to uh, do what you want in the sense that, you know, even if you want to negotiate something at the grocery store or get more rice in the supermarket, whatever it is, it's going to really, really help you um, get um, your way and win other people over, right? Um Number five talks about this, increase your influence, your prestige, your ability to get things done. Oh, this is huge, actually. Your ability to get things done. I always say you show up and you shine. And one thing that differentiates leaders from the followers is that they do what they say in a consistent basis. They show up and shine every single time and they get shit done, right? This is what makes a leader and uh a powerful person uh, successful when you are able to get things done super 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 important number seven um increase your earning power that's for sure especially in business if you can get things done and if you can influence people that is huge because um you are going to be more successful all all around if you have the power to um really get people to do what you want and not just that to also understand your audience and understand what they want is going to make you build better products and services you're going to be able to sell more and remember people buy things from people they like so make sure you are in tune with who you're dealing with and what you're trying to sell because um your customers and your clients really want to buy products and services from people they like and in return they typically like somebody that they like them back, right? <laughs> um, help you handle complaints, avoid arguments, keep your human contacts as smooth and pleasant is huge. Number nine. 
So handling complaints is huge, especially in a work environment, but this could also be brought to the home base in the sense that, you know, when you have a fight with your spouse or with your children or, um, you know, the people that work for you at home, it's very important that you know how to handle complaints so there is no resentment build up and it keeps things smooth and pleasant because a lot of times our words have the power to really hurt people and in a lasting manner. So it is very important that before we hurt the relationship, we can smooth things out. You know, the smartest person and the, the winner on a fight, it's not the one that wins. It's the person that never actually got into one, right? So avoid fighting and um, friction and arguments are all caused because this is not going to keep a smooth relationships in your environment, in your circle, right? Now, something that this book also um, does for you is it's going to make a better speaker and entertaining conversationalist. And being a powerful speaker, a powerful communicator, it's a weapon. Let me tell you that if you are an eloquent person and people like to hear you talk, this is going to create magic all around you because being able to communicate powerful ideas and things that can move and shake the world can really make you, um, like I said, a secret weapon to anything. You know, you can accomplish anything if you can communicate your point across in an eloquent and precise way, right? Um, so this book is also going to help you ensure enthusiasm among your associates. And this goes, I think, very closely related to the smiling part and the laughing part because people want to be around people with high energy level, uh, fun people and this passion, this being um, light is going to be the glue that holds your intentions and the purpose together. And this is going to be the glue that brings you um, closer to your goals, right? Because you can start something and then get super unmotivated down the road because there's no passion, there's no fire, there's no glue. So you definitely need to have uh, this enthusiasm among associates because they're going to want to be around you. And they're going to want to feed off your energy. And tell me, this is not true. We all love to be around people that seem happy and bubbly and fun and nice, right? Um, and I think a lot of my friends can relate because uh, you guys are bubbly and fun. And we always get invited everywhere because we always bring a good time, right? So I'm going to leave you this segment um, with this goals for the book i want you to kind of like keep them in your head a little bit i'm going to be talking in the next segment a little bit more about some examples of how um this um tips have changed my life or how you can use them to change yours and in the public speaking arena i'm going to expand a little bit more on that and we're going to have a special guest to discuss their point of view on um, the book as well okay stay tuned and hope you are breaking through like a boss hello guys welcome to break up like a boss i hope you are enjoying this episode about how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. This is a classic and I am here to discuss the book a little bit more in detail because a lot of you asked me for my reading list 
and something that I'm doing in the podcast is uh, discussing the topics in books that you guys ask me about because I really care about what you are trying to uh, listen to. And particularly, I like to always recommend books that I read uh, several times and that have changed my life or touched me in a meaningful way. So I really hope you are enjoying this episode because it's going to help you a lot to win friends and influence people, right? Um, in the last segment, I left you with um, uh, some of the six ways to make people like you and also like the three golden rules, which just to uh, kind of repeat again is um, don't criticize, condemn or complain because nobody likes a complainer or um, harsh critic to give honest opinion and sincere appreciation and three arouse in the other person an eager want right now in this section we are going to talk about um 12 ways to win people to your way of thinking because it's so important in a personal level or business level to know how to have others see your point of view and also it's important for you to see their point of view if you want to be able to influence them and achieve um, the mutual objective right so number one says the only way to get the best of an argument is to avoid it and this goes hand to hand with like i always say you know in a fight um the smartest person and the winner so always the one that didn't get in the fight right so i think it's very important that you avoid arguments because words are very powerful sometimes they can hurt your relationship forever and you know it's like breaking um a bottle for example or a glass you can put the pieces together or maybe fix it but then it's never going to be the same you're still going to see the cracks so you want to make uh, your relationships you want to have relationships that are smooth and in order to do this i think you really need to avoid arguments whenever we argue with someone no matter if we win or lose the argument we still lose the other person will either feel humiliated or uh, strengthen or will only seek to um, bolster their own position. We must try to avoid arguments whenever we can because even if you do win the argument and you are intoxicated by that fact, then remember that you still lose because you lost uh, the other person, right? The person that you're trying to convince to do what you want because for sure in an argument you are not going to get her or him to do what you want. Number two, Show respect for the other person's opinion. Never say you are wrong. We must never tell people flat out that they are wrong. I will, it will only serve to offend them and insult their pride. No one likes to be humiliated. We must not be so blunt. You know, there's a saying, uh, especially like when you are taking couples therapy, that says you can either be uh, right or you can be happy, <laughs> right? Sometimes being right is not going to bring you happiness and you need to be aware of that. And why insult someone else or humiliate it or tell them they, they're wrong? If they're wrong and you tell them that they're wrong, is that going to help the cause? Is it actually going to bring something positive into the argument? Are they going to want to listen to you after you tell them that you're wrong? No, of course not. So it's very important that you show respect and that you refrain from telling others that you're wrong. I always like to explore um, the good and the bad, the right and wrong in a very neutral way, in a very um, analytical way, because you have to be willing to learn every day something new. And perhaps the one that was wrong in the argument was you, right? So stay open 
and show some respect and don't tell others that you're wrong that because in the end of the day you are not, not going to win that argument and in the end of the day guess what you might be the one that is learning something new and you might be the one that was wrong before right number three if you are wrong admit it quickly and emphatically whenever we are wrong we should admit it immediately when we fight we never get enough but by yielding we often get more than expected when we admit that we are wrong people trust us and begin to sympathize with our way of thinking right and you need to have that trust um, when you do something wrong or when you make a mistake because you become a leader when you are acknowledging the good and the bad in you as much as the good and the bad in others and it's very important that you emphasize when you make a mistake so other people feel that you are a trustworthy person and that you're honest right number four begin in a friendly way a drop of honey can catch more flies than a gallon of gall my mom used to say honey honey is what attracts the bees right if we begin our interactions with others in a friendly way people will be more receptive and this goes hand to hand i think with the smiling part of it i think if you start a conversation with a smile on your face with a very friendly tone of voice um this makes the other person kind of like open up easier and also not be so defensive even if we're greatly upset we must be friendly to influence people on our way of thinking because remember people really don't want to feel threatened and your tone of voice and aggression should be very low especially when you are trying to start a conversation or a dialogue now this may vary for latin people because we are very loud but just know that it's our tone of voice. We don't mean to scream. This is how we talk, okay? <laughs> Number five, start with questions to which the other person will answer yes. Hmm. This one I really need to work on and kind of practice because, you know, I do hate the word no, but I do use it a lot just because of the way that I grew up and, you know, like the communication style of my family and my culture and my language. So um, I think I need to work on this a lot, especially uh, now that I'm trying to... Um, influence people in a very positive way and starting the question with the answer that you think the person is going to say yes is going to um it's going to emphasize it's going to emphasize in a positive way what you and uh the other person have to say do not begin do not begin by emphasizing the aspects in which we and the other person differ begin by emphasizing and continue to emphasizing the things on which we agree People must be started in an affirmative direction and they will often follow readily. Never tell someone they're wrong, but rather lead them where we would like them to go with questions that they would answer yes to. Hmm, I'm going to have to highlight this because it's something that I really need to put into practice and I really feel that it makes a huge difference when you are trying to uh, negotiate with somebody, right? Number six, let the other person do a great deal of talking. This is why I created a podcast because I like to talk. So here I get to talk to all of you or talk to myself if you are not listening, right? <laughs> People do not like listening to us boast. They enjoy doing the talking themselves. And when I'm one-on-one -on -one with people, for those of you that know me, for the most part, I'm a really good listener and I try to be. And if I'm not, please call me and let me know, okay? <laughs> let them rationalize and talk about the idea because it would taste much sweeter to them in their own mouth. Hmm. I really love number six. Let the other person do a great deal of the talking. And this is a constant effort. And like I said in the last segment, you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. You should be listening double the time that you are talking. 
And if this is hard for you, then start your own podcast. <laughs> Number seven, let the other person feel the idea and his or is his or hers. People inherently like ideas they come um, to their own better than those that were handed to them on a platter. Ideas can best be carried out by allowing others to think they arrive at, at it themselves. Again, there's something that you really have to practice to make it a powerful skill in any negotiation, um, both in a personal level and a business level. I think it's super powerful when you um, have the other person think that the idea was hers. And for those of you that have um, boyfriend or husbands, this is imperative that you let him believe that he is the one with the idea, right? <laughs> Number eight, try honestly to see things from the other person's point of view. And we already spoke about this. You know, you have to put yourself always in the other person's position because you don't know where they came from. You don't know their background. You don't know if they're having a bad day. You don't know if they're, you know, you don't know their intentions and their purpose. So it's really important that you put yourself in the other person's shoes because it's going to make them more receptive. Other people may also be wrong, but we cannot condemn them. We must seek to understand them. Hmm. Success in dealing with people requires a sympathetic grasp of the other person's viewpoint. Super, super important. Number nine, be systematic with the other person's ideas and desires. People are hungering for sympathy. They want us to recognize all that they desire and feel. If we can sympathize with others, they will appreciate our side as well and will often come around to our way of thinking, right? Being nice, being sympathetic, being pleasant can only work in your benefit. Hmm. Number 10, appeal to the nobler motives. Everyone likes to be glorious in their own eyes. People believe they do things for noble and morally upright reasons. If we can appeal to others' noble motives, we can successfully convince them to follow our ideas. You, that's why you always have to know what moves and shakes the other person, what makes them tick. In order to do that, you have to uh, ask the right questions, be open, pay attention, and um, really know what is the the purpose of their lives. You know, what makes them really accomplish things and what are they here to get right super important that you understand your audience and you know what they're here to achieve hmm. number 11 dramatize your ideas this is going to be super easy for me <laughs> just kidding in this fast-paced world simply stating a truth isn't enough the truth must be made vivid interesting and dramatic television has been doing it for years sometimes ideas are not enough and we must dramatize them hmm so i try to put a lot of emotion and passion in everything i say and do and this is going to allow people to connect with you and to really feel with you remember people remember how you make them feel so your emotions have to be memorable the way you make them feel have to be memorable and i do believe that um a lot of people are in this world trying to not to feel a lot not to feel enough and i say the opposite you know be very dramatic um if you want to be super funny be super funny and dig deep you know be in touch with your emotions if you want to cry cry a lot if you want to laugh laugh a lot and um just you should be happy just for being able to feel something most people are numb and they are not here to live a great life they're here just to survive here we in the podcast are here to thrive with you right and last but not least throw down a challenge 
The thing that most motivates people is the game. Everyone desires to excel and prove their worth. If we want someone to do something, we must give them a challenge and they will often rise to meet it. Now, uh, for those of you out there that are super, super competitive, this really calls to action and it's very appealing to you guys. And I mm, haven't really used it much, so I can't really speak too much about it. But I do believe that a call for action is necessary in order for the other person to kind of, you know, um, not just hear you and your point of view, but also do and live you know and with the actions and emotions what you're trying to say uh, your body your subconscious your conscious will process better the information and it's going to stick more because you are actually um using action and emotion together and this is a secure way to actually um become memorable and really influence people and make them um be open to you right so I'm going to leave you here in this segment with the 12 ways to win people to think your way. I think it's a very powerful tool for everybody. And I want to hear your questions. We're going to do a little Q&A with one of our special guests. And remember to visit BreakUpLikeABoss.com or our YouTube channel. Or you can also find us on Instagram where I love reading your messages. Breakup underscore like a boss and stay tuned to keep on breaking through with our podcast and i talk to you soon